You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for joining us for another Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And this week is a very special episode. We haven't done a roundtable in about five years, but it's now now is as good a time as any. So the opportunity presented itself, and I'm happy to go ahead and uh, we'll just say the names, Peyton and Elizabeth. Thank you for setting this up. We're going to do a special roundtable discussion on advertising and social media and how the levers are now being pulled by big tech to allow cannabis to finally add some marketing dollars into new advertising pipelines one of the most notable as of late being Twitter. And here with me to go ahead and talk about that, two prominent brands here and people that are definitely in the marketing e-commerce space for these individual companies. Uh, joined right now by the Senior Vice President of Marketing Communications at Can, Ashley Fields, and the Director of E-Commerce at Kiva, Aaron Riva Dinero. Thank you both for being on with us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the time. This is a really great idea. This was something that I saw was coming across and I wanted to find out just from two different perspectives here, what was going to be happening when we get to the point of being able to advertise, because we're looking for the avenues, the SMS messaging, some of the other areas of trying to go ahead and put advertising out or any kind of promotion through social media that has to be a bit cryptic and can't be fully transparent. That's been very tough to deal with, but Twitter to his credit, has decided to make some changes. So Axios recently reported this back in uh, just around Valentine's Day, and they reported this. I'm going to just give you the context and give you the actual parameters as to what Twitter is doing with advertising right now. We're going to just roll it out, and I'll go ahead and ask Aaron and Ashley to get their thoughts on this. So they said Twitter has updated its advertising policies to allow cannabis ads to run on its service in states where cannabis is legal in accordance with federal guidelines. The parameters are as follows. CBD and THC companies can run ads promoting their brands and providing informational cannabis-related content, but the ads cannot promote or offer the sale of cannabis, with the exception of topical or non-ingestible hemp-derived CBD products, quote, containing equal to or less than 0.3% THC government set threshold, end quote. They will only accept cannabis advertisers that are licensed by the appropriate authorities, and the company has been pre-authorized. They can only target geographical areas in the U.S. in which they are licensed to promote cannabis products or services online. They cannot target Twitter users under the age of 21 and are responsible for complying with all applicable laws and regulations around cannabis marketing. That's what they're sending out. Now, Ashley, I'm going to go with you first. 
from your individual expertise, Aaron, I'll ask you the same question, but first, Ashley, to you, how immediate an impact can this make to your respective brand and for other companies in general? I think that the most important thing right now is just that this announcement has been made and shows that um, cannabis advertising on a mainstream social platform is something that we can discuss and, and test in 2023. I think that you just uh, read out the regulations around it. And so what we are trying to figure out right now is how does that fit within our our current strategy? Um, because it doesn't necessarily then translate to a social commerce channel, which is what we were hoping for. Um, so I think that the impact is more, I think, around the the sort of social and cultural impact that a major social media platform is allowing it versus necessarily impact to business. Aaron, in the same respect, uh, what do you feel, would you, what would be your sentiment? Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, gives us a, a chance to kind of do a quick pause and reevaluate like, you know, what paid strategies we're using and specifically like how we're promoting brand awareness uh, through paid channels. So, you know, I'm excited about that. You know, as the rules say, we can't go out there and start promoting, you know, promotions on our Camino 5-1 Midnight Blueberry, but we can allude to kind of brand preference that, you know, hey, the brand's Camino may have an effect on benefiting your sleep state. And I'm excited about using a platform to kind of get that message out at scale. So yeah, definitely going to look to see how to test and learn to scale it appropriately as like a, you know, a channel in our marketing mix. Was it, and I'll ask either one of you, whichever wants to jump in, was this something when you looked at the announcement, was there something immediate that you saw right off the bat that was this something that you said once this is a, a, be allowed? I mean, how important is Twitter to the rest of the other avenues of social media that they give this platform and they give this access to companies like yours? I think for us, happy to jump in, is I think for us is a really robust organic and paid strategy is where we see the most impact. And to date, we've only been able to have an organic strategy across Twitter and Instagram. So with this announcement, it gives us the ability to brainstorm and innovate around how can we amplify what our organic strategy and paid strategy is. What we're trying to decipher right now is the amount of resources dedicated to each. So that's really what we're focusing on now is like, do we end up pivoting and adjusting more of our creative resources to investing in an organic and paid strategy on Twitter? Or do we continue to invest um, on the organic organic side where we do have um, sort of a, a bigger audience on Instagram. Yeah, agreed. Same same thought process. It's been it's been a fun exercise to kind of go through and at least consider like, hey, we have a new platform that has both of what we want, paid and organic. So let's give it some some consideration and see how much effort and bandwidth we should put behind it. Now, what I want to ask you both is about the approach you would have on this new Prime Marketing Avenue. So. And you said Instagram is very is a bit of very prominent, and I've seen a lot of companies that really uh, attach themselves to that because just by giving the visual and only by having the the limitations of a caption to be able to go and promote, really, really necessarily cannot put any links unless you do the whole gamut of like, okay, put it into a story and then drop it in a place where you can just link in the bio, all these kind of things. You could find a way to do that, but you know, it's the one thing that, that's been working out there. But now that you have a chance, where with Twitter. You could put videos in. You could put audio. Or you could put any video, any kind of a commercial message. You could put visuals, and you have the hyperlinking available to you. 
Does that make a much of a difference? And then when you look at that, what's the approach that you look at individually to start advertising on Twitter? Yeah, I'll go first. I mean, I think it's just part of that, just knowing that we can be our authentic selves or have the potential to be ourselves, you know, whether it's the Cameo brand, the Lost Farm brand, or any of our brands, just the ability to think holistically about how we want to represent ourselves in social platforms, I think is part of the approach change as far as, you know, hey, we don't have to play the unfun Mad Libs game of, you know, replacing words with emojis and things like that. Like there's the potential that, hey, this message is fully complete and we know it's going to work end to end in in Twitter. And, you know, it's exciting to see, hopefully this is the first domino being set up where we can, cannabis brands can show how they can really use traditional platforms the right way and at scale and hopefully get the next one to kind of be more open to it, whether it's Google Meta, Tumblr, whoever else is next. Yeah, I think to Aaron's point, we're going to see a lot less um, of the broccoli emoji being used. So that's right. pretty exciting. You know, but for us, like we, you know, it can, we've always seen our Instagram as a community forum and a way for us to build community because it's not, we can't transact there. And so I think that, you know, in a world where we're trying to sort of normalize cannabis um, and make it like any other package good, it's challenging that the sort of overall journey end to end is still quite cumbersome uh, because you are not allowed, like you said, to call out any promos, deals, drive to sort of, you know, add to cart. It's quite bumpy. And so, again, even with Twitter allowing advertising, it's not like it can be within whether that's like, you know, shopping within the app, um, et cetera. So, you know, we still, there's still a lot of opportunity for growth. And I think as long as we're realistic about our expectations for how a social platform is supporting our awareness goals versus our revenue goals, then, we, then we're setting ourselves up for success. Does it make a difference if it's sponsored? If you're actually paying for the tweet, as opposed to just putting a tweet up there just to use it as a promotional tool and have the hashtags available, have the link available. Yeah, I mean, that, that's part of using the platform to the fullest. So, I mean, that's the thing I'm excited about is just, you know, being able to go into the Twitter, you know, ads manager and just know that I can use all these toggles fully and abide by the rules. Um, so definitely makes an impact, but it's part of the construction as far as, okay, if we just start entering Twitter with only paid strategy, how far does that get us? What effort do we need to put behind organic? And then what's the balance between the two? If our North Star is, you know, awareness or if we can ever get to the point of you know tracking measurable e-commerce kpis with the twitter ads you have one unheard message hi i was calling current the influencer marketing platform but i think i just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast well anyways i was calling current because i was told they could help get my brand set up on tiktok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand. And even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? 
outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. The other thing, too, is that I also look at the fact that with some, and I'm without name names, but there, but there might be some people that are having social media platforms and they have to just say, well, you know what, something might happen where we might, you know, we're putting up a secondary place for, for, for the page, a secondary backup page. If something happens to the original page, you've already posted everything on. So it's like you have to have a backup to a backup. Meanwhile, hopefully with Twitter, they're not going to go and find anything where they're going to, they're going to, there's going to be so much policing that anything could be susceptible to making the account or that handle get dropped or face any kind of a penalty. That's the thing I always think about as well. But do you think if it would even worth be worthwhile to go ahead and pay for a sponsored tweet? Would, I mean, would it be something that would be beneficial to either company if the thought process was, you know what, I want to put a sponsored tweet because that's going to definitely place our advertising all throughout. I mean, I don't know if the, what the price point would be, but would that even be a thought, a consideration? Yeah, I mean, of course, it's a, definitely a consideration. We would just want to think about it in the scheme of all of the other tactics and channels that we're testing. So it's not this, it doesn't feel like there's a sponsored tweet in the ether and there's nothing else around it. Um, and so I think that that's why it is so important, like we've, we've shared, is just like the organic and paid strategy has to go together. You know, I, I'm really excited to test. I think the beauty of Twitter is the reach, um, the intelligence of the platform. Again, it's just a matter of like, how does that sponsored post play into an overall campaign or something else that we're doing so it doesn't feel so isolated and disjointed? Yeah, same. Excited to get into kind of testing with the major platform and then also knowing that, you know, this is something that could potentially be very scalable in in reach uh, for impressions and things. We're going to go to commercial other, break. Oh, go ahead. Good, Ashley. Yeah, I think the other beautiful thing, right, is Twitter in and of itself is a sort of a communication platform through and through, and it's where conversations are happening. And so I think that whether it's a sponsored post or not is like that's really where we can also continue to see is the engagement is, you know, what conversations are we having? How are we answering questions? Um, I think both Kiva and Kian, like our uh, sort of product quality integrity in terms of what we put out there, how we talk about our products um, and the benefits. I think that also really differentiates us from other brands, you know, in and out of the cannabis space. Yeah, totally. And then just knowing, you know, that we can use our our real handle on Twitter and like jump into a conversation that's already happening between you on the platform and not be afraid is, uh, yeah, just something that's empowering and exciting for the teams. We're going to go to commercial. When we come back, I want to go ahead and talk more expand outside of the Twitter space and look more into what other, what what we have on the internet now in terms of search engines or social media that's allowing, what the current state right now is of where to advertise that companies can look at now. We're going to kind of clarify all that right now with our special 
Social Media Marketing Roundtable here on Blunt Business. Joined again with Aaron Riva Danera, Director of E-Commerce at Kiva and the Senior Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Can, Ashley Fields. We'll be back with both of them and this discussion after just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm here with Ashley Fields, Senior Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Can, and Aaron Riva Danera, Director of E-Commerce at Kiva Convections. Thank you both for coming on back. We're going to go and move along and talk about, since we already talked about the new Twitter policy, which now, you know, there's a various parameters that we have where Twitter is allowed significant access for cannabis companies to advertise on the platform now. But now, what about the rest of the spaces that are available in social media? Because we need this on the advertising pipeline. It's crucial. Uh, aside from, then after the, after in our final segment, we'll talk about all the other areas outside of digital, the original avenues we have for advertising where we can go with cannabis marketing. Now, the biggest step forward that any major tech company has made towards cannabis advertising where it's legal in the U.S. Here's what we have so far. Meta, parent company of Facebook and Instagram, which both of you mentioned first break, allows ads for some hemp products but not THC or CBD products. Reddit allows ads for topical and non-ingestible hemp-derived CBD products in the U.S. Google, in January, updated policy to allow ads for FDA-approved pharmaceuticals, including CBD and topical hemp-derived CBD products with THC content of 0.3% or less in California, Colorado, and Puerto Rico. But some ad formats, like YouTube's masthead, are still off-limits, and ads promoting other CBD-based products, like supplements, are still not allowed. So, So... Aaron, I'll go to you first. Any curiosities you might have about these updated policies? Meanwhile, we only have legalization fragmented as medical or, or adult use are spread throughout across 38 states and not the entire country. So it's navigating this where it's fragmented, where we don't have necessarily, you know, the direction we have to go. It's kind of like on your own discretion. Yeah, it's definitely difficult. Um, I've heard some people describe it sometimes as, you know, the EU before common currency and things like that. So there's a lot of different rules and interpretations of the rules that you have to do when you're trying to advertise your product in different states and especially then you bisect it by the different platforms that you want to use. Um, so it's part of that game of just knowing, you know, how much can we advertise? Who can, who can you know, Kiva be, whether it's the Camino brand or the Lost Farm brand on, you know, meta platforms or Google platforms? We already know the answer to that. We're going to have to be, you know, brushing up against some rules that are going to be uncomfortable for us to kind of uh, adjust our brand message and our mission statement and things that really make our brands what they are. So, you know, for me specifically, I'm looking at, you know, there's the waiting game of waiting until, you know, they make changes within their platform to kind of accept cannabis for for what it is into their platforms. But I'm excited about some of these other platforms, you know. Don't forget about things like Tumblr or Pinterest. Like they have some pretty, not lax, but there's there's ways you can interpret their uh, ad policies and, you know, you have some good fruitful conversations with them. Um, and there's potential to kind of show, you know, Meta and Google that once cannabis brands or retailers or MSOs are allowed onto these platforms that... They're not going to be breaking the rules. They're going to be using the age gates appropriately. They're going to be using geo-targeting appropriately. So I think it's, you know, we don't have to wait for Meta and Google to make the change. Uh, cannabis 
professionals are really good about being scrappy. Uh, so we'll continue to use what's at our disposal and push it to its limits. But, you know, specifically for Kiva, we'll take the conservative approach. We don't want to, you know, get on anybody's bad list, but we want to, we want to try and push the envelope as much as possible um, in terms of trying to reach as many consumers as possible to give them the benefits of cannabis. Yeah, absolutely. One of the most energizing aspects of being in marketing in cannabis is that you are certainly pioneering a, a new frontier. Uh, and so I think what that looks like is how are you looking at all of the more traditional channels that say no and thinking about ways uh, that you can frame things to only say yes. And I think that we call it, I mentioned this a few times, we call it substance equality. And ultimately, our vision is that wherever any other substance can advertise on, specifically for us, um, the alcohol category, if that's a channel available to alcohol, then we would expect that to be extended to uh, cannabis as well, especially microdose cannabis beverages. Uh, so that's the world that that we certainly are hoping for. Now, I have not seen any reports, so you could tell me if I'm wrong, about how if ad placements would be geo-targeted, if that will be something that will be done by the platform? Or is that something that, is there any kind of context about that, any kind of clarification, any kind of guidance do either of you know anything about that part? If you've had to deal with that issue of geo-targeting where, you know, the, the platform wants to make sure that you're only advertising to the right areas that will allow such advertising. Yeah, I'll go first. I mean, specifically to Twitter, I mean, within their ads management platform, you it, it's on the brand or it's on the user to make sure you're using the tools that Twitter uh, creates and, you know, maintains appropriately. So again, targeting California ads in California to people above 21 and, you know, doing interest-based things that are appropriate for that age group as well. So I actually prefer it that way because I think that's probably the best way that cannabis as an industry can show that, you know, we're going to play by the rules and we're going to do it the right way. And I think it's also a good opportunity to show platforms like Twitter, Meta, whoever comes next that, you know, us as professionals coming from outside cannabis, we know how to use Twitter. We know how to use paid ads. So all they got to do is just let us in and, you know, we'll make best use of their platform. Um, so I'm hoping that's part of what we can show um, as, as cannabis professionals using using Twitter and any other platform that allows us to make use of their platform for, you know, very good age appropriate targeted ads. I want to ask one other thing because of what's really interesting is that both of your companies you know, the level of what you're doing in terms of agency work, where, where you're working to creating some real slick, polished advertising. When I look at what you have, just to, for example, I see for Cuba Confections, you have the Petra Mints campaign and just the look, the colors blasting out when you look at everything that's going on. Uh, same thing going with, I remember speaking with Luke Anderson here on Blunt Business back in June of last year when the uh, Taste So Good music video came out and the whole deal of the campaign celebrating the LGBTQ plus community and all of that coming out. So, you know, it was obviously with each of your companies, you did individual work, a lot of shooting, a lot of prep time. You had agencies coming in, real money being put in. Like the money being put in the advertising to create it is significant. So then it's really important, I would imagine, for both to be able to have that level of quality of creativity to have as many people to see it as possible. So talk to me, both of you, and Ashley, I want you to go first. Take that into account as to the fact that you're putting all this time into it, the, you know, as a marketing or e-commerce, you have the advertising, the creative directors working on in space, you're working with agencies to create this. Now let's get it out there. Let's get the budget out there and let's get as many eyeballs as possible to what you're doing. 
Yeah, I mean, the you definitely nailed it, which is it allows us to plan better and ensure that we do have a multi-channel strategy for these massive campaigns. So it can, our two big campaigns of the year are around Pride and Holiday. And it's always iffy from an organic perspective. Uh, if we put any teaser content out there on Instagram, for example, uh, our account has been shut down the night before a campaign. Um, and that, as you can imagine, when, you know, sort of your launch strategy is based on launching on Instagram, that has a significant impact. So I think that with this announcement, it makes me feel a little bit better about building Twitter uh, more into our our larger campaigns because it is a channel that we can rely on. That's the whole thing with me is that if that much is being put into it. And the thing is, is that some of these campaigns, when you already put so much, if anything right now these days, you have to really, it's conceptual, it's something humorous, it's something that's thought-provoking, it's something that's just going to be eye-popping, that's just going to stand out. Because right now, people's short attention spans are really so short. And for anybody to really just withstand advertising of any sort, first of all, you can get it on social media because people are going to catch it right away and they'll be able to see it. And what you have with both of you are you're creating campaigns that are just going to stand out. And you're being cutting edge, you're trend-setting, you're trying to do better than your traditional mainstream advertisers out there that really just put the same thing together, something hodgepodge, something real simple, the same formula over and over. But that's not what's happening here. I mean, with plus, it's also your marketing and advertising where it's not just playing to the stereotype that we all keep talking about. Because both of your companies, you're doing consumables, you're doing, you know, where, where in that market, I would imagine you need to be much more cognizant of where the audience is that you get a, a wider variety of a demographic from men women young to old that will be interested in the product so it's just a matter of making it as pliable as possible that's one of those things that i look at social media gives you that chance because also the fact that anybody looking at their screen phone tablet it's going to be an hd it's going to have that good clarity whatever that is and if it can be seen it can be noticed perfect now i want to go and get to one other thing, which is the other areas, the brick and mortar end of advertising. What's the goal for cannabis companies now for advertising and marketing? We're going to talk about that after a short break. Uh, once again, I'm joined on this Cannabis Marketing Roundtable with Aaron Riven Denera, who's Director of E-Commerce at Kiva, Ashley Fields, CEO Vice President of Marketing Communications at CAN. And if you're both looking to go ahead and reach out, if you want to look individually at both websites, let me go and just give that to you right now. KivaConvictions.com is one place to go and, and look at what they're doing right now. And the other website is DrinkCanCAN.com. Those individual websites, you can see that really just the example of what they're doing in terms of advertising marketing. Get a chance to look at their product, shop for yourself as we go to commercial break. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're back with final questions here on this Cannabis Marketing Roundtable, a special roundtable here on Blunt Business. And really glad to have both our guests here on the program, Ashley Fields, Senior Vice President of Marketing Communications at CAM, and Aaron Riva Danera, who is Director of E-Commerce at Kiva. Thank you again both for being on with us and answering questions for me. Really, I think we had a good discussion here, just kind of getting the understanding on the digital side. Now let's go ahead and transition real quickly to the brick and mortar side. Muse by Clio recently wrote this, quote, Opportunities for cannabis advertising continue to expand as more states legalize adult use sales and permit dispensaries to open, as we've been discussing. And social media platforms have changed your ad policy. That's what we've been talking about in the program. But now, compliance with these many layers of rules and regulations are not easy, and yet is vitally important for companies that aim to reach new customers. Now, they touched on a few things when it comes to brick and mortar, that each state has protections in place to ensure minimal exposure of cannabis products and advertisements to individuals under 21 years old, applying to both product packaging and the media used to promote the products. Some states allow cannabis operators to utilize billboards, while others do not. We talked about that when it comes to, like in California, the billboards and what they're allowed to do. Radio and TV is very interesting and less than ideal. Many states allow cannabis licensees to advertise on radio and TV, yet stations operate under license from the FCC, which generally does not allow them to carry ads for products and services that are illegal under recent federal law. But we know that at the latest check of the SEC when it comes to cannabis radio ads, they have been having discussions. And I know there's been talk from policymakers to try to make changes about that. And as of late of last year, there was a talk that broadcasters might finally allow to advertise cannabis, but is still about how the industry ads will be regulated as how it would work. So they put a new appropriations bill out there and they were looking to go and do something where the FCC would have to, in practice, allow cannabis companies to advertise on regulated TV and radio broadcast networks. But I don't know what's happened to that so far. I would love to get an update on that and see where we go from there. But back to both of you, uh, Ashley, I want to go to you first. Talk to me what you have in terms of the brick and mortar end of advertising and what you, you know, what has been been available to you and what, if any, have you been able to go and tap into? Yeah. So we are available in about 600 dispensaries across the U S and I think that what has been really beneficial uh, to can is that um, for dispensaries that are taking into account retail fundamentals on everything from you know, training and education to visual merchandising to really just focusing on overall experience and making sure that the dispensary experience is, is no different than any other type of retail environment that you're going into. It's a place that you feel safe, that you can ask questions, uh, and that ultimately you can find a product that's right for you. And so we're really proud of our retail partnerships. And I think what we try and do is as a microdose beverage company, we are definitely our core demographic is people that are likely new to cannabis, uh, sort of kind of curious as well as sober curious. And so it's really important that uh, from a retail execution that our campaigns come to life in store, that we're able to control 
uh, the visual merchandising and making sure that we're partnering with the retailer on the best possible experience, uh, both from everyone from the customer to the bud tender. Yeah, our, our the the Kiva trade marketing team is amazing. We have you know it's the great part of Kiva Confections as a house of brands. We have multiple brands to take advantage of. You know whether it's somebody's first time trying cannabis that might be a little bit more positioned for you know the microdose petromint, or maybe someone who's a little bit more experienced with you know flower cannabis and wants to dive right into a ten milligram lost farm. You know we we try and expose the full suite of our products to people at dispensaries and the best way that we do that is with our beautiful packaging so <clears throat> that's where we spend a lot of time and effort to make sure they look good when people you know pick them up and take them out of the bag when they get home you know they're they're amazing to touch feel open and then the best part is you get to consume a you know a delicious edible at the end of it um so you know, specifically, I'm always trying to amplify that journey as best as I can um, digitally. But, you know, Kiva and Can, you know, we, we've, we've definitely done a great job of establishing ourselves as good retail partners uh, from the brand perspective for retailers. So finally, I want to just take a quick minute to go ahead and let both of you take a minute to go and talk about what you're doing. We're going to now individually. And you know, I mean, obviously you're here for marketing advertising. So I should give you each a minute to go ahead and you know, talk about what's the latest, greatest right now with each company. And Ashley, I want to go to you first. Talk to me about what's going on at Can. Thanks. Uh, right now, we are really, really focused on winning in New York. Uh, we're really excited by the dispensaries that have opened and with last week's announcement, everything else that is coming on board. So thrilled to see that and excited to support the dispensaries that are there. And then ultimately is just making sure this is a challenging time in the cannabis environment. And so making sure that we're focusing on delivering the right message at the right time to the right person. For that, we have really come a long way on the D2C side of things and making sure that we're better understanding our core customer, um, how frequently we're interacting with them, and then what are the extensions of that to um, our dispensary partners. So for us, I think we're hyper-focused on Winning New York, uh, we have a city strategy approach for the rest of the U.S., and then ensuring that we are providing an end-to-end customer uh, experience that rivals that of any other major brand uh, or retailer uh, to ensure that we're sort of maintaining loyalty. And Aaron, take a minute to tell me what's going on with Kiva. Yeah, appreciate the plug. Um, you know, New York definitely top of mind as far as a hot new market to get, you know, a bunch of existing cannabis users and potential new users into the fold. So excited to, you know, roll out uh, the suite of Kiva brands to them this year. And then aside from that, you know, Kiva really takes a purposeful approach to trying to understand their consumers and have the best product market fit. So uh, I'm excited to kind of announce and market some, some really exciting uh, new product developments we have coming out later this year, whether it's, you know, some new minor cannabinoids that we're going to roll into some brands or, you know, explore some different infusion methods. Um, always exciting to see what, what Kiva R&D has, has rolling out for consumers. And there you have it. That's our Cannabis Advertising and Marketing Roundtable. Again, I want to thank both of my guests for being on the program today. And one more time, thank again to Aaron Riva Danera, Director of E-Commerce at Kiva. Website is Kiva, K-I-V-A, confections.com. And Ashley Fields, Senior Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Can. Website is drinkcann.com. Thank you both for being on with us. Really appreciate you taking time out. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate the time. It's great chat. And all of you, if you want to go ahead and hear more roundtables like this, reach out to me. Let me know if there's anything else. We should offer another roundtable discussion of various topics or questions you might have. 
reach out to me, Brasco, B-R-A-S-C-O at CannabisRio.com. Again, B-R-A-S-C-O at CannabisRio.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll talk to you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.